Welcome to the Radical Outlook podcast series, Ideas that will blow up your mind. I'm your host, Rahim Volkov. Please subscribe, like, share, and support our work on Anchor and WordPress. Thank you. What would you say are the most important questions or challenges that are facing the millennial generation today, particularly within the Western world? I think that we're living in the most important time of, uh, of all humanity. So that is the chance, privilege, but at the same day that is the, the risk, because precisely now the destiny of mankind is somehow put under question uh, with artificial intelligence, post-humanism, and the last latest development of liberal ideology that became a kind of global global paradigm. Uh, the, the very nature of human being is uh, put under question. So. Millennials could be the last human generation uh, represent the kind of uh, the, uh, the last uh, last man and last women because the singularity movement we are approaching to singularity uh, as posthumanists call that is precisely the moment when the strong artificial intelligence uh, intelligence will be. Uh, capable to perform all, all, uh, all the tasks that human being is performing. So there is a kind, we are, we are approaching to uh, the, the second wave of replacement. There is mm -hmm. the first replacement by refugees and uh, immigrants of the traditional population of the Western country, not only Western, because this, this wave of, of the immigration uh, um, as well uh, threatens uh, the other uh, societies, not only Western one, but the second wave of replacement will be replacement of the immigrants by the robots. So um, millennials uh, maybe um, are the last generations when um, their free judgments and free decision is and will still possible. After that, there will be a kind of mechanical destiny because the, the destiny of civilization will pass slowly and almost unremarked to unnoticed to the next, the next uh, kind of next type of being. Well, our problems are much greater <laughs> than I could have imagined. <laughs> Where do you believe that modern conservatism in the U.S. is headed? Do you think there's any hope for a sustainable right-wing movement in America? I, uh, I have changed almost completely my understanding of what American society is after the campaign uh, of Trump. Not because of his victory, but that was as well very, very important. But because of the 
bold decision of majority of American citizens to support the agenda promoted by the Trump. That mu it's much more that that is the problem of Trumpism, much much more than of Trump personally, because now Trump shows the limitations and the limits of his capacities. I think that he's hijacked already or taken as a hostage by the deep state and the liberal elite globalist. But nevertheless, uh, there were a completely new entity that uh, appeared during this uh, campaign, American people. And people f from the populism. So, so populism, the term populism, uh, um, deri is derived uh, from people, il popolo, populus. And I think this populus, populist populus, the, the real people, uh, real unengaged people, unbiased people, people with its free will and its capacity to take decision, appeared on the scene of American society. And uh, that was the great astonishment, surprise, and the hope for myself. Because I don't think that only conservatives voted for Trump. I think the, the, the people, they were the last, uh, last human being in the United States that voted for, for, for Trump. Because uh, the other part, the other half, is preparing to be transformed in something different, some post-human beings. Because the image, the very image of Hillary Clinton was a kind of post-human horizon, I would say. So that was an anthropological battle and American people, American human beings uh, have won this people. So I think that is the great hope for conservative movement, uh, movement in the United States to at least to start the real battle for the future, for the identity, for the society, for the values. But it is obviously, obviously that there are many traps uh, in this in this way, because precisely mm, new uh, conservative should be different, so it should uh, should take in consideration the many aspects that uh, traditional conservatives ignored. For example, I suggest to to to, to search um, postmodernity, postmodernism, because there is a critic of modernity. Uh, that is very important. Traditionalism that was ignored in traditional conservative traditionalism of, of Evola Guénon with deep criticism of the very uh, principle of uh, Western, modern Western civilization in any senses. I suggest as well uh, the study of anthropology, of sociology. So many, many fields that traditionally was regarded as left, for example. But if we which conservative should, shouldn't be traditionally right. It should be, I think, I presume, the new uh, conservatism should be completely different. It should take the traditional principles of Western civilization, the, found, uh, the, the uh, foundations of it, and put it in completely new, uh, new context. And th that is the great challenge. So the grand challenge, and I think that um, in that uh, sense, American conservative, uh, conserv uh, conservatives, new conservatives, should uh, um, 
should discover the great um, heritage, intellectual heritage of European culture, of, uh, as well as Eastern culture, of Russian culture, of Indian culture, Iranian culture. Because uh, now um, there's not enough to defend what we have. Uh, because uh, it, uh, traditional conser uh, conservatives, they defend the yesterday in front of today. And that is not enough today, because uh, they, they, they win more and more, our opponents, the progressists, the liberals, they are, they are winning more and more, and we are defending now what we blamed yesterday. So that is a kind of one-way game in, in favor of them. So we need not only conservatives, we need conservative revolution. We should return to the roots of our identity. We should rediscover uh, uh, European uh, logos, a kind of um, the axis of our spiritual tradition. And we should be bold, we should be, uh, uh, and we should overcome uh, the limitations, for example, xenophobia, uh, racism, or any kind of hierarchy um, between the, the people. There is not such kind, there are differences. And we need to uh, insist on these differences without uh, creating a hierarchy. We should not repeat the, the errors of the past. Many people have heard your criticisms of the first three political theories, of course, liberalism specifically, and this may be expanding a little bit on the points you were just making, but I wanted to know what a perfectly healthy Atlanticist uh, or Western civilization should look like, in your opinion. It's, um, I think, that... Uh, Fourth political theory is very, very, very important. The fourth political, fourth political theory is based on the criticism of liberalism. It's evident, and that is main, main goal of, of critics. But uh, that is based on the invitation not to fall in the trap, into the trap of communism, second political theory, or fascism, third political theory. And I think that the, the, the real, uh, real evil. Uh, it is not precisely liberalism, it is the purest form of evil, but the evil uh, is deeper, the evil is modernity. Uh, with the coming of modern time, with enlightenment uh, time, with um, uh, modernity itself, uh, the science, the culture, uh, and education, and civilization, to the West, came a kind of uh, shadow, kind of uh, uh, evil principle, uh, the, um, something, something terrible. That was the losing of the spiritual heritage of the real West. So with the beginning of the modernity, the West has lost itself. And all the rest were the consequences of this loss. And that was something most important, uh, hierarchy, um, spirit, spirituality, uh, patriarchate, um, the, uh, the uh, heavenly dimension of the life, uh, like uh, knighthood, knighthood, and um, um, uh, what was during Roman time, Greek time, Middle Age, time, uh, in all these ages, 
uh, we had different version of the same world vision, say, same Western spiritual Indo-European tradition in, with, with Christianity, before Christianity. And with modernity came something completely different that was anti-tradition, anti-West, anti-Logos. That was a kind of antichrist in our eyes. And uh, instead of the heaven that was the earth, instead of, uh, instead of the bra brave uh, hero that was the kind of traders and uh, low people, that was uh, overthrowing of the hierarchy of the sacredness, that was prof profanism against sacredness. So we, uh, Western civilization has uh, lost its essence and the, the, the heart was replaced but something completely other. Every, everything in the modernity was wrong, everything. So the, the uh, destruction of traditional states, tra destruction uh, um, uh, of traditional estates, all uh, the functional organization of the Indo-European society, everything uh, was sa sacrificed and destroyed in favor of a completely new vision of the man, of the universe, of, of the nature, of, of, of the time, of space. Everything was replaced. And that was great replacement, a replacement by tradition, but sacred tradition. So I see the positive alternative um, of the West as um, uh, return to the Middle Age, uh, return to the Roman Empire, return to the Christian uh, tradition, return maybe to pre-Christian tradition. So every kind of this Indo-European heritage should be restored. Uh, but the, uh, uh, we could not blame one people for that or the other or, or, or the uh, confusion of uh, the races. We should blame the spirit of modernity. And that was the spirit that uh, European man has uh, affirmed. So that we should begin with autocriticism, not from with um, criticism of the other. But that was the error committed by us. So we should go back to this moment, understand that modernity was wrong decision in any senses because technolo technology instead of the real relations between human and we have with modernity we have lost ourselves we should rediscover our identity western european identity you should or you you'd better do uh, so and that will this um, postmodern or premodern uh, in the same time uh, uh, west uh, will be uh, really uh, example uh, that the only only way to to make the West great again is to return to the pre-modern uh, European tradition to the sacred roots of European identity uh, without any any fear of what they uh, they will say so uh, because uh, uh, the problem is with us not with the other so uh, we uh, and American people voting for Trump, electing Trump, has, has um, proved that it is sovereign. It is really decision maker. So we need to, to awaken this uh, dimension in our people and not uh, imitating uh, Eastern or, or, or other traditions. So we should 
continue uh, our, our own traditions. So uh, I, I don't understand when the people uh, trying to save sacred um, imitate, for example, Islam or other tradition. We have our own tradition, spiritual tradition. Uh, the, this Islam could be the friend, traditional Islam, in Iranian Islam, Sufi Islam, Shia Islam, that is based on the Indo-European values. But they, that is tradition for them. Uh, we have other tradition, and more we, uh, we uh, will be traditionalist more we, f we, we will find good s uh, solution how coexist with, with other. So uh, when we are losing our, our identity, so we could not, we should blame the other, they use that. So we, uh, we uh, are guilty ourselves and we should fight for that, for ourselves. We should, uh, uh, we, we should be not only reactionaries, we should be revolutionaries. Do you mind if I quickly ask yeah, if you could define modernity for people? That's, uh, I suggest the reading of René Guénon books and Julio, Julius Evola's book. Uh, but the idea that, for example, uh, tradition is hierarchy. So the, um, on the top of the society should be philosopher, should be wise men, should be spiritual elite. Uh, the noblest aristocracy should consist from the warriors who are brave and who could uh, prove that they they fighting um, against their death. So uh, this aristocracy, spiritual elite and uh, warriors uh, elite, they represented always highest classes of traditional uh, European society. And the peasantry uh, was the third function of this in the European normative society. Everything was destroyed in the modernity. Modernity ins, uh, has installed uh, so-called uh, so democracies, so-called equalities, so-called uh, 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 material values that uh, uh, were put over the spiritual one. So that was the total, total um, reverse uh, of the um, traditional in the European society. So, the, uh, in the center of sacred traditional society of Europe was God and eternity. That was replaced by the nature and the human being and time. Everything. There was a kind, uh, uh, we uh, didn't know gravity. Gravity was uh, relative, so there was a kind of uh, uh, gra gravitation force that uh, was oriented toward the earth, but that was the spiritual force that was oriented in human heart and human soul uh, to the heaven. That was the basis, so uh, uh, the uh, traditional European civilization, civilization was based on the heavenly roots. So that was completely different. So that was not progress, not growth. That was descent. That was a kind of sacrificial act committed by the spiritual being coming into, the, uh, into this world in order to make it better. And all this, uh, for example, and merchants, uh, the, the, the traders were 
most small peripheric minority. They were tolerated, no, no more. They could not impose their mentality and their law in the, as the center, as it at this, uh, is the case in the capitalism and uh, liberalism. So uh, they were peripheric, uh, periphery, and they were tolerated, but they were despised because the uh, bourgeois was a kind of uh, um, servile servant class. They 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 helped to the uh, to the clergyman and to the warriors, to the aristocracy, to 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 deal with uh, practical things, no more. And with the modernity, all that was destroyed. The power was given to the uh, people who uh, had, uh, uh, who have, uh, who has acquire, acquired the richness, the material things. Uh, that that was total spiritual uh, revolution in negative sense, and uh, and sacredness, uh, eternity, the belief in the in the heaven. This idea of the uh, sacrifice of aristocracy of the soul so uh, immortality everything every everything was lost in the modernity modernity is based for example uh, on absence of the belief and the immortality in the immortal soul on the uh, domination of the purely material values so uh, on the democracy on the progress instead of degradation because of the, in a traditional uh, uh, perspective uh, we're degrading the, 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 the things are, are worse and worse and uh, uh, maybe material aspect it, it seems to be better but what is the price we are losing most important thing in order to obtain less important things uh, in traditional uh, um, traditional view. So uh, that is um, the modernity uh, is um, explained as a catastrophe. The what is modern that is catastrophic. So Evola and Guidon has shown that in his many in, uh, thousands page uh, pages of these authors, as well as the other representative of traditionalism, um, for example, uh, in Islamic version that is Nasser, that is living in the United States, and there's traditionalism. Um, there is uh, other uh, Friti of Schoen, uh, Titus, uh, Titus Burkhardt, and other authors. So I, I suggest to, to, uh, to read them. That is maybe difficult for uh, Americans and Canadians, precisely because your states uh, were based with modernity. So uh, these societies, American, North American society, were born with modernity. But uh, th that is a kind of metaphorical birth. You have uh, uh, European roots, you have European traditions. So something should, uh, should be found in, in the depth of uh, American Canadian uh, tradition that is not um, colonial, that's pre-colonial. So uh, I think that uh, uh, Euro European um, roots are very important now because they are they they unite you or and millennials and the older people uh, with uh, ancestors, with the, tra the tradition, with these um, ancestors that were creator of uh, the great uh, 
traditional European spiritual uh, and, uh, and aristocratic civilization. And it is not mm, return to the past. Mm. We have special past and you have special past. The past based on the eternity. So rediscovering the real uh, sacred, sacred uh, roots of European identity, you don't return to the past. You, you, are, you, you are coming to the eternity, uh, but eternity is always fresh. It is not past. It, is, it includes itself the past, uh, the present, and the future. So that is the source of the future. And um, uh, eternity is creative. It is not repetition of the same. Eternity is the, is the heart of the, of the being. So uh, in philosophical terms, in Heideggerian terms, we could say we, we should return from be becoming to the being, because we have lost the being. In your opinion, is modernity as an ideology present in all countries and cultures? Yes, yes. Uh, modernity affects its ideologies, paradigm that affects uh, any cultures. The origin of uh, modernity was uh, Eastern Europe, but with colonial experience and with the growth of power of the West, that was imposed on the uh, on the planet, on the whole planet. And now we are almost in the same position. Maybe the West has created that. It is a little more, bit more guilty for that. But at the same time, we are all affected by this disease. So the, the, the struggle should not be against the West. The struggle should be against modernity, precisely, as the negative result, negative uh, kind, kind of disease that started in the West and has affected every culture. And so conservative revolution is, the, um, I think, that is a kind of uh, horizon, uh, future horizon for the West, but as well, it is need for other countries. We, uh, for example, Russians, we have no uh, alternative tra tradition. We are not living in the Russian tradition. We are, are more conservative. Uh, we are more... Uh, close to the roots, but we are so affected by this modernity as well, by communist period, by liberalism, but uh, modern modes and the way of life. So we are going the same way in the other, every, uh, any other, uh, any other people um, uh, go goes this way. So there is almost no society that could we take as example of traditional society? There is no more. So uh, that, uh, that creates a kind of uh, base and ground uh, for new internationalism, for a conservative internationalism, because we are affected. Every, uh, every one of us is affected. Every society is affected by the modernity. And we shouldn't uh, fight each against each other. We should fight together against modernity. Maybe we will arrive to different traditions, but that is the richness of, of, the, of the spiritual, spiritual uh, tre uh, treasure to, to, to have Western uh, Christianity, Eastern Christianity, Islamic Christianity, the other uh, Chinese culture, uh, Hindu culture, Buddhist culture. Uh, we should not arrive to something 
uh, uh, unipolar, universal, something uh, uh we should uh, re redefine, we should return to our own roots. Uh, they are different, uh, 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 but th th that will be completely new world based on the common struggle against a common challenge. Which is a higher priority for the West, overcoming decadence and nihilism within its society or securing its borders and stopping the population replacement? I think that, uh, first of all, we could not solve technical problem, for example, securing uh, borders, without changing minds, without changing uh, thoughts of the Western civilization. Because immigration, uh, post-feminism, uh, so-called feminism, liberalism better than feminism, because th there are some uh, versions of feminism I like, standpoint feminism, for example, that affirms that uh, there is not, that there is no hierarchy between uh, men and women, but there is two universes, two, two perspectives, so completely different universes. They could overlap, overlap, but they still totally, uh, they still have totally different structures. So that is the richness. So the dialogue is possible because there are two worlds shocking entering in the con contact in conflict as at the same time. Standpoint feminism that uh, doesn't consider. Uh, that uh, women should be equal with men, but uh, women should stay women in their own worlds and uh, trying to, to defend its structure, uh, confronting with uh, too uh, aggressive, for example, patriarchy, because uh, there are spiritual patriarchy uh, of knights, of nobles, of spiritual uh, thinkers, and there, there is very, very uh, low patri uh, patriarchy that is not uh, mm, spiritual, it's aggressive, uh, uh, with with no culture. So uh, I'd rather uh, uh, I rather stay on the side of women fighting for uh, their beautiful universe uh, against this law. Low machism, uh, uh, but at the same time, idea of liberal uh, uh, feminism is very, very bad because they try to 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 kill the, what is uh, feminine in women. So they destroy uh, womanhood, and they try to put them as transform them in parody on the man. That is the, the worst thing to, to imagine, I think. But uh, idea uh, that all these all these consequences of uh, wrong mentality, wrong uh, way of thinking, uh, with materialism, with um, um, immigration politics, with multiculturalism, with, uh, they are based uh, on some philosophical uh, some philosophical principle that we should change. Without that, we could not uh, effectively, effectively defend our borders, our identity, because liberalism as ideology, as philosophy, insists that there is only one identity, individual. That is the origin of all other. If there is only one identity, individual identity, and there is no collective identity, so, or if there is, 
it should be overcome or, or destroyed. That is the main principle of liberalism. So we have no reason to oppose uh, immigration because they are individuals exactly as ourselves. So we could not blame them to be of different culture, dif to have different identity because liberalism denies existence of any collective identities. And on the individual level, they are individuals like us. So we could not use cultural argument, uh, ethnical, religious argument, because all these, all these uh, faculties are, are refused, are denied theoretically by liberalism. So uh, when we are, for, for example, trying to preserve, uh, preserve uh, Europe, uh, traditional identity or religion or uh, our uh, 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 ethnical, uh, ethnical traditions, uh, liberals don't understand or, or, or don't accept this as something legitimate precisely because liberalism is based on the absence on any form of collective identity and ethnical, cultural, religious identity, national identity as well is collective identity. So destroying this collective identity, they uh, make automatically welcome the other that destroy uh, or um, dissolve, I would say, our societies. So without uh, winning over liberalism metaphysically, we could not have tool, political or social or juridical tool to stop that or to control uh, immigration. And the same time with posthumanism, because to, uh, uh, the same thing with uh, gender politics or LGBT. Um, the idea is that to be woman or to be man, that is collective identity. So, uh, and we should make gender optional in order to reinforce, empower individual identity, to destroy collective, collective identity. So, Emigration and LGBT gender politics are two sides of the same liberal principles. And next step that is already defined, uh, that is a human identity. Because to be human as well as collective. So uh, we should make a society uh, where uh, to be human will be optional. As today, men uh, optional, uh, women optional. Um, uh, citizen optional, everything is optional because the uh, individual identity should prevail. That is the last stage of liberalism. If we accept liberalism, liberalism, so we should accept immigration, uh, gender politics, and transhumanism. That that will be logic. Uh, when I have uh, developed this kind of discourse uh, with my friends, European liberals. They were very, very astonished, astonished because they considered liberalism as absence of the domination of the state in uh, the economy. And that's all. And they uh, are and were against uh, gender politics, against uh, immigration, against globalization, against postmodernism. Uh, they were very, very. Uh, perplexed, I would say, because they very much liked 
my criticism, but they still believe uh, in the liberalism. But uh, I, I suggest and that uh, Sans reading of Alain de Benoit books uh, and articles uh, about uh, liberalism, I, I, I think his critics, he's my friend, very great philosopher, a French philosopher Alain de Benoit, uh, he is, mm, his criticism of liberalism is brilliant. So he, he put together uh, all, all main aspects of what is liberalism and, what, uh, and, and why liberalism is incompatible with tradition, with conservatism, with, um, uh, with the uh, uh, fight for identity. It's fascinating that both the mainstream conservatives today are individualists as well, hardcore certainly in America. <laughs> yeah, yes, and I, 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 I thought about that, and I, I, I thought how how reconcile fourth political theory that's based on the criticism of uh, liberalism with American American uh, tradition of liberal conservatism, and I have uh, I, I have an, an idea, an idea uh, one idea about that. So I think the problem is uh, how we understand the self. If we, th if we think that our um, individual is closed, so is something rational, something moved by material uh, interest, uh, um, uh, greed, uh, fear, and will to accumulate uh, the, uh, the, the measure of comfort. So that is closed subject. Mm -hmm. So that is liberalism in the pure form, and it, it, this form of liberalism will lead, uh, will lead to posthumanism and all the other evil things. But if there is open subject, so if we consider, if we consider, for example, our inner self in the way as Hindu tradition proposes as a great Atman, as something internal and, uh, um, and spiritual and uh, not uh, rational or moved by greed and fear, but based on eternity. If we, uh, if we are making one step more toward in the, the, the heart, the center of our being, if we discover more important dimension of our individuality. There will be no more individuality. It will be a person. It will be something spiritual, something. And that was precisely beginning of the Protestantism, because in the origin and the beginning of Protestantism, there were Wycliffe and other uh, German mystics, uh, Master Eckhart, there were this aspect of transcendental uh, self. Uh, so, uh, if uh, individualism is necessary for American tradition, I think it should be overcome not from collective identity, as for as in Europe or in Russia, that will be much easier, but uh, following the way to the uh, radical interiority of the self, because uh, it was open subject. And that was more or less the tradition of uh, uh, American uh, romanticism, of uh, Emerson uh, and uh, uh, the, the, the thinker uh, like him, that radical interiority that could save, uh, could, could reconcile fourth political theory 
uh, with American tradition of individualism. Let uh, going that way, let make individual absolute. As uh, early Evola suggested, mm -hmm. the first book of Evola was the theory of absolute individual. So it could be um, uh, it could be taken as a kind of um, kind of uh, orientation. Do you see the American alt right? And I don't know if you know about things called like the meme war, <laughs> but. Mm -hmm. Do you see this as an expression of postmodern fetishistic copycat of the third political theory or nationalism, um, or do you see some kind of creative chaos in it? So I don't think that that is something already made, already or, 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 or already uh, finished. I think that uh, that was uh, um, idea to. To use some postmodern strategies, and that is good in itself. So why not? If uh, uh, first, second, I think there there was the effort to introduce in very very rigid American or paleo conservative discourse, and against neo conservatives uh, who are liberals and globalists of, of the wars kind, uh, these alt-right people tried to introduce new topics uh, taken from uh, European new right, uh, Nouvelle Droite uh, better, uh, and uh, from fourth political theory, from Eurasianism, from geopolitics, so uh, I think uh, they have introduced uh, traditionalism that was almost unknown uh, in the, uh, the paleo-conservatism type of Buchanan and, and the other. They, so uh, there, were uh, there are many interesting and positive points. There are, uh, for example, I don't uh, like at all the kind of uh, uh, ironical Nazism and use of uh, some jokes that are not so funny f for myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I don't accept third political theory, uh, especially when liberalism uh, uh, has already won it. And now it is a kind of the same as, for example, Che Guevara and Soros demonstration that uh, as cultural Marxism is not real Marxism, it's not for, uh, second political theory. Cultural Marxism is the first political theory. It's liberalism disguised. So I think a kind of this ironical fascism as, as well, uh, the, the tool of, uh, um, of liberalism, of the first political theory. But I think that in this chaotic, I agree with the name, chaotic universe of all right, right, there are interesting, interesting tendencies. I think that is the, uh, the, the sign of freshness. So there is something fresh in that. That is not repetition of the same. And when you try to do something new, you, uh, you, uh, there is a risk. And that so there is a danger because um, uh, to to make something new, uh, to to establish new new way in uh, al al already existing uh, form of thinking, it's always risky, 
And uh, I think that sometime that is worth uh, and, and gives very positive results, and sometimes it is completely failure. So um, there are clear failures uh, in my eyes. It's all right already, so kind of uh, garbage. And there is uh, some very interesting tendencies. So um, I think that we shouldn't judge, to, it's too early to judge this movement. So, or, or, or put the hopes there or blame it. So that is something typical America, American, postmodern with some naivety, uh, with some boldness, uh, with some absence of test, taste, <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost uh, 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 always. <laughs> so, uh, 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 but th 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 there are some interesting tendencies. So, uh, and I suggest uh, um, it is uh, the old right people tries to overcome the existing borders and boundaries. That's good in itself. So, uh, I would I would wish them to continue their their efforts. Uh, because there is no ready, uh, ready-made solution for the, the things we are uh, we are confronted to. So we should to find new way, and mm. it is always risky. After Trump's election, you stated that the time of anti-Americanism is over. Has your position on this changed at all? No, no, uh, not at all, not at all. Because that was not only the person of Trump. Trump now is, in my opinion, hijacked by deep state and globalists. He's taken as a hostage, and precisely in one of the most important point, his absence of will to fight against Russians. So uh, he was already anti-Iranian, anti-Chinese. So it it is not so 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 bad. It's not so good, but it is a kind of his traditional agenda. But the most important things, thing was his tolerance toward Russian. It is important, not because we are Russians. It is important because that was a kind of strategy of multipolarity, of uh, realist attitude toward um, uh, um, international relations. And that was premise of completely Totally, total change of, of uh, globalism. That was the, the pro, uh, promise of the, to end, finish with globalization, and to start, restart American greatness, I would say. And, uh, but precisely this point was the central point uh, of the uh, imaginable aggression against uh, Trump. So, he was up from the very beginning, before election, uh, before winning uh, uh, office, he was attacked precisely for this. Russian connections, Russian connections, Russian uh, involvement in, in the elections, uh, uh, blame Russian, blame the people who uh, has, uh, have spoken with Russian uh, ambassador, and so on. Uh, and the uh, loss of uh, Steve Bannon and many other people from early Trump uh, supporters group. Everything was concentrated on Russia. And, and Trump is uh, stubborn enough to, to, to oppose that because, but the, the attack is so hard uh, 
so I think he he uh, he cannot do anything uh, else uh, in that direction. Uh, so there is a kind of not loss of hope in Trump, but he he is alone. He he had and has not. Uh, uh, not any real supporters. So his ideas are, are in the void. So all the administration, all the, all the mission of American American state is based on completely different ideas. So it's difficult. I not I mm, I could not say that uh, I am uh, I understand Trump, but uh, I understand the conditions he is in. So. It will be too much to, to demand from him something more. But anti-Americanism uh, and absence of anti-Americanism uh, was decided in other contexts. That was a decision of American people to vote for the Trump, uh, basing on his, um, his agenda, his speeches, his... Uh, his words, that was much more important. And that is irreversible because uh, American people has voted Trump, has elected Trump, not because of his present decision. Uh, American people has uh, elected Trump and has chosen Trump uh, basing on his promises. And the promises were absolutely great. And they were non-conformists. They, they went against globalism, against uh, this uh, ultra-liberal uh, liberal totalitarianism. That was against this warmth, against the rule of this world government. And this uh, world government uh, was partly presented by American establishment. So uh, Trump has won the office basing on the people on the people or, or the clear and conscious decision of American people. How we could, uh, after that, hate Americans. We could hate American elite, we could hate globalists, but not American people, never. And, that, uh, and these people, uh, in the case of Republicans against Democrats, in the case of Bush uh, against Clinton, it was hidden. Because the choice wasn't, wasn't ideological, the choice was technical. So uh, it, it didn't exist before, it, it didn't show itself before. But in Trump, he has entered into history. And that was uh, the most great, great victory of American people over uh, anti-American elite. And we could hardly overestimate it. So the decision was taken this time by American people. And we need, after that moment, we need to take it in consideration always. So I'm uh, absolutely sure, in, uh, at least in the, in the consciousness of Eurasianists, uh, of, of conservative revolutionaries. So that is the end of anti-Americanism. So there is the other America. There is American people uh, that we need to respect in any situation. So uh, I think that is great support for our cause uh, and great hope. So uh, not in uh, Trump we trust, but in American people we trust. Mm. Mm -hmm.
You mentioned that Italy, Hungary, and Austria are going in a better direction. To kind of expound upon this, are there any political movements or figures currently outside of Russia that are giving you hope? Well, see, I think that's uh, well, in Germany as well. We have um, unconventional uh, um, right party, uh, alternative for Deutschland, alternative for Deutschland. And also some figures on the left, in the Linke, uh, as Sarah Wagenknecht. Uh, and uh, interesting that now the problem is not the right against the left. The problem is establishment, right and left, against anti-establishment as well, right and left. So there are so many uh, common points between uh, alternative, alternative for, uh, for Deutschland and Sarah Wagenknecht in the left, uh, communist uh, uh, party criticizing uh, the center, because the center is the problem. Now, the, uh, and uh, my uh, old idea was to unite uh, anti-center leftists and uh, with anti-center rightists in order to overthrow the center, because the problem is the center. The same idea was, uh, was, uh, was uh, suggested by Stephen Bannon, uh, visiting Italy and insisting on the common government between Lega and uh, Five Stars. So anarcho-communist Five Stars and traditionalist and right-wing right uh, Lega uh, of Salvini. So uh, uh, I think that uh, populism can be right and can be left. But authentic populism, the populism of world political theory, should be neither right nor left, should be united, should be, uh, because the idea to be right or, or, lef uh, or to be left has lost its relevance, has lost its meaning, because Center, liberal center, globalists, they control left and uh, right. And only when we arrived at the most, most uh, uh, extreme space of the left and right, they are losing a little bit control. So we need to take right and left from them and unite, unite right and left on the other pole. That is idea of creating uh, a kind of anti-central um, theory based on the common denominator between left populism and right populism. So we should be so, uh, populist centrist. Mm. So following uh, people when it demands social justice or traditional identity. Now to change gears here for the last couple questions. Mm. Don't worry, I know it's warm in here and we've had you for a long time, uh, but we really as young people that are looking into religion, uh, we're curious about kind of the resurgence of religion in Russia, particularly Christianity. Do you believe there has been a resurgence in Russia? And do you think there is any chance of a resurgence of Christian identity within the uh, other Atlantic parts of the West? So interesting. Uh, I, 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 it is cer uh, certainly, you're right, there is certainly a resurgence of religion in Russia and the void left by the end of communism ideology, ideology is filled 
uh, presently uh, by religion. So that is, uh, little by little, we are uh, returning to religious uh, idea, world vision, Christian, Orthodox Christianity. The influence and authority is growing in the society as a whole. Uh, I think that uh, if, we, uh, if we consider the possibility of the return uh, of the uh, Western societies to its tradition, Christianity is inevitable. So uh, maybe it will be new, the other form of Christianity, but Christianity uh, it is part, essential part of 2000 years so of uh, or almost a little, little lesser of European identity. So uh, I think that Christian identity uh, is uh, inevitable and return to it. But the problem is that uh, the Church of the West uh, has lost its tradition. It is too modernized. So mm. that is the problem. So if, for example, uh, uh, Russian Orthodox Church or Greek Orthodox Church or Georgian Orthodox Church, or Romanian Orthodox Church, they represent traditional institution, institution of sacred tradition. So there it is not so mm, easy answer with Catholicism, for example, or and for Protestantism. So th um, the problem is that modernization has affected much more Western Christianity than Eastern Christianity. And uh, I think that the dialogue between different uh, branches of Christian tradition, basing, trying to, 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 to uh, restore or, or, or um, uh, find the new uh, sacred roots of Christianity could be very useful. So uh, Christian Orthodox Church could play important role to helping uh, this Christian revival in the West. But I would like to, to make one remark. Um, today in Moscow there is uh, 9 May and commemoration of the day of the victory over Germany. And it is interesting that there is tradition to come with the photos of the fallen. Uh, and uh, every family has uh, photos with the people uh, killed in the Second World War. And that is new tradition that uh, didn't exist in Soviet time or in 90s or in early Putin's. It is popular tradition uh, to remember that, and that is pre-Christian. So, uh, because that is commemoration of the deaths that was precisely in the beginning of the May. In the May, there was the day for celebration of the return of the dead. The dead was fed; uh, they were welcomed to the tables, uh, and that was Slav Slavic tradition. So there is something that is deeper than purely Christianity. Uh, so there is no, no such uh, tradition uh, to come with the portraits of the dead or uh, together uh, and coming to, 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 uh, to the streets. That is, but that is something very ancient. That is more ancient than Christianity because that is commemoration that the, the dead are living. They are with us because the people consist not only from 
living people. The, the part of the, the dead are part of uh, the people as the future generations. So the people is eternal in some way. And that is growing tradition and each, each year more and more people. Today there were more than a million in Moscow only. So, so millions of people and that is not uh, uh, imposed from above. That was initiative of small group or in the province of Russia. They, they, they suggested that it was a kind of um, how it is called, uh, millennials called it, uh, when you uh, tweet, come to some uh, point, uh, and, it, yeah, yeah. and we, and we it was kind of just a viral thing. That yes, happened. something like that. Yeah. Yes, there is a uh, term, special ter term. <laughs> so, um, uh, mm, no, no problem. So uh, that was started from below, mm -hmm. in viral way, through a network, it was no much attention from, from, from government. So they were the first groups marching during uh, 9 May with the normal demonstration, but with their, their parents, uh, ancestors. And now it is a kind of pan-Russian tradition. In few years, that was return to the sacred roots. So that is commemoration of the deaths and they return. And they are marching together with their descendants through uh, the streets. Uh, that is uh, how religion is deep. So religion is not something you can change as mode or as uh, ideology. Ideologies are shallow. They are important and strong and powerful. They could destroy, but they, are, uh, they work on the surface. Mm -hmm. Religion has its roots in the deepest dimensions of the human soul and human heart. So uh, return to the uh, religion is always possible. And so because religion operates not only with what is belongs to the past, but, but it is relations to the eternity. And uh, living God is living always. He lived in the past, he lives now, and he will live in the future. And the relation to this living God and the living religion uh, transforms religion as a continuation of something that belongs only to, to the past and transforming that as a kind of relations to the present, but in other spiritual ways. So I believe that, that Christianity and religion in general could return to, to the Western, uh, Western societies. And in front of the abyss, the, the chances of this return are growing because mm -hmm. uh, the, the religion has a meaning only when you are confronted with death. Uh, without that, there is no religion. So seriousness of God, you understand when you are, when you are on the edge, edge to die. Uh, and uh, there is serious. And this finitude of the human being, that is the basis, the root of religion belief. belief. And maybe a kind of sight uh, beyond this uh, physical, physical life. But uh, that is very important. That is why uh, um, uh, the 
uh, death is um, censored in modernity. Modernity doesn't know, uh, know death. It's all, all about uh, material being, body, comfort, accumulation of goods, and uh, nothing about, there is no after, after life. So let's not speak about, but, uh, about it. But in the religious uh, version, afterlife is the most interesting part of our being. So we are, we are preparing our afterlife, and this afterlife is uh, n not only follow the end of physical life, but coexist. So there is something of the dead inside of us. Their soul lives more than our, uh, our body, and that's post-mortem, post-life post aspect of being is present inside of us. So there is something eternal in human being, and that uh, helps to open it. And that is, really, that is why religion is so important, because the religion is not conventional thing. Religion, uh, re religion uh, re uh, answers the deepest, deepest demands of human being. How would you suggest millennials go about in a world that scoffs at tradition, laughs at religion, will not even speak of death? How, how would you suggest a millennial should live their life when they don't want to be a part of liberalism? Interesting, uh, very interesting question. Uh, there is uh, one remark. So uh, the revolt, revolution against the conformism, uh, 100 years ago was a kind of anti-bourgeois non-conformism, including many perversions, the um, dissolution of uh, uh, personal life, um, radical experience with drugs, and so on. And that was the part of non-conformism, because the majority was moral, protestant, bourgeois, rational, calculating, uh, uh, with very, very narrow, narrow moral um, understanding, but during this century and uh, above all uh, during the 60s, there was complete change. The majority uh, became perverted uh, uh, with uh, uh, drugs, uh, drugs uh, with all, all kinds of um, deviation, alcoholism, with no uh, no rational uh, and uh, uh, almost dissolved this liquid society. So uh, the um, uh, sexual minority is now almost majority, and uh, and so on. And I think that um, uh, to be non-conformist today. It uh, would signify to be rational, straight, uh, moral, uh, religious. Uh, precisely, that was uh, m m uh, majority of the of the society mm -hmm. uh, uh, hundred years ago. Now, revolution is to be normal. Uh, so, because normality is to be perverse. So, normality is to be totally dissolved. So, uh, but to, to follow uh, uh, 
normality today is matriarchy, feminism, LGBT, um, uh, broadening uh, the experience with uh, drugs and, and so on. That is normal. That is almost uh, obligatory for millennials. That, that is, uh, uh, so I think that um, uh, now revolution is completely different. Uh, we, we need to, to find uh, non-conformism on, uh, on the other pole. Uh, to be conservative is most uh, non-conformist. So that is revolutionary act to be, to be normal in uh, ancient sense that is almost uh, a challenge to uh, the uh, modernity. But at the same time, I think that uh, uh, I, I suggest that millennials study philosophy. I think that everything begins and ends with philosophy. So uh, philosophy is not uh, appreciated. Philosophy is marginal now. But that is the most important thing. So uh, to be philosopher is almost the same as to be human. Because the humanity, uh, the, the most important difference between humans and animals is the brain, is the possibility of thought. And the philosophy is cultural thought, is, is something um, when the thought is in the center. So the, the essence of the human being is put here in the center of concern. It's not, mm, uh, the mode is not to, 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 to think at all and uh, to be non-conformist, uh, to, to go uh, um, uh, counter-current. Uh, it is, uh, should begin from re-evaluation of, uh, of the norms, of the values. So the values of uh, actual millennials uh, uh, should be totally reversed, I would say. So, uh, but at the same time, at the same time, we could use some formal tools. So that is precisely as Müller, Arthur Müller Vandenbroek um, has seen as conservative revolution. So we, we take the tools and we use them against uh, the enemies. So that is, uh, we should not, uh, uh, Arnold Müller Vandenbroek once said, we should not resist revolution, we should lead revolution <laughs> and uh, lead it in the other, other, uh, other way. And so we, we, we should um, be in the front of the other, we should not um, oppose uh, some aspect of postmodernity. We should use some uh, uh, postmodern strategies as a tool that is riding the tiger, uh, uh, and uh, but uh, orientate them to completely different metaphysical goal. So uh, that is uh, uh, postmodernity. We should rediscover postmodernity, not. Uh, uh, resist it, not reject it. We, we, uh, uh, I think we should uh, create a new postmodernity, pre-modern postmodernity, to, 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 to link postmodern post criticism of modernity, because the word thing is modernity. Postmodernity is bad when it continues the same logic of, uh, as modernity, but, uh, but when postmodernity, cri post-modernity criticizes 
modernity, it is good. So we could take this part of millennials' uh, mm, uh, culture and use it against the main enemy. That is modern spirit. So uh, to be pre-modern should be a kind of new mode. And that is already uh, 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 here. We, we have the some, some elements of this interest for sacredness, for religion, for uh, maybe for negative uh, uh, dark, kind of dark aspect of spirituality. But there is something like that already in the youth mode. Of, of, of young men, so uh, but uh, it is used unconsciously, and we could use that consciously. So we could uh, make a kind of marriage between postmodernity and premodernity against modernity. That is left and right against the center as as well. So modernity uh, is represented by liberalism. So we could we should overcome liberalism from the left or from the right or going to the deeper uh, level interiority, if, if we overcome it from, from the right, I would say. And we should uh, dis rediscover anthropology and sociology on the left side that explains many aspects of human and human behavior and human history. And I suggest that the book of greatest sociologist, um, uh, Louis Dumont, Louis Dumont that has made brilliant uh, research about what is individualism and what is hierarchy in the traditional society. That was a fascinating interview. <laughs> <laughs>